Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, live at the World Fantasy Convention. We're going to be talking about the importance of criticism. Fifteen minutes long, because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. And today we have our guest, David Brin. Uh, great to be with you, too. Wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, about your books? Oh, well, you know, I've, I've been a science fiction author since 1980. My, my first novel, Sundiver, was a science fiction murder mystery, and I tell my students when I teach writing, uh, no matter whether they want to do science fiction or uh, romance, westerns, always their first novel or their first large work should be a murder mystery because it's, I think that it is the purest form of storytelling. When you write a science fiction novel, um, you can stick in gimmicks to sort of hide the fact that when you find out who done it, when the mystery is resolved in the parlor scene, you know, at the two-thirds point, end of the second act, uh, you didn't really know how to deliver it very well. Um, in, in a romance, it can be a lot of kissing going on, and, and you don't, you, you miss the, uh, in a murder mystery, when you find out who done it, there are only three possible reactions. One is, huh? You know, where the <laughs> heck did that come from? Mm -hmm. It was not foreshadowed at all. The, the number two is, is, of course, yawn. I saw it a mile away. What you want is the third possible reaction. And that is a sh shocked dismay in the reader's face, pounding their heads, saying, of course, of course, of course, of course, hating themselves for being just <laughs> five IQ points short for figuring it out. <laughs> and they would have been disappointed if they had figured it out. Mm -hmm. You want them to rip the book in half, throw it out the window, and dive after it. And that proves that you have a sadomasochistic relationship. <laughs> and your job is to make the, 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 the reader late for work, you made, unable to sleep, uh, unable to do their homework. Uh, you w want to make them unable to feed their kids. Uh, if you do all this to them, they will buy your next book. So it is mm -hmm. genuinely sadomasochistical. And that's why I told my students to always do a murder mystery first. And that's why my first novel, Sundiver, was a science fiction murder mystery. Uh, we'll talk about my second, but uh, I've, I've had a bunch of them, and I just handed in my uh, first novel in five years called Existence, which is a great, big, near-future, uh, real extrapolation, mature for grown-ups like my novel Earth was. And then I'll go back to talking dolphins. Nice. <laughs> All right. Writing as social irresponsibility. I love it. Okay, Absolutely. so we want to talk about the importance of criticism, and uh, David, this was a topic you suggested. Tell us about it. Well, it's, it's really very simple. I, I've spread an aphorism around that criticism is the only known antidote for, to error, and it's acetocate, uh, you know. Uh, look, when you have as large an ego as I have, or as a, a lot of the writers I know have, and especially as big a mouth as I have, 
you have to have compensating traits. Mm. And the most powerful compensating trait is a sense of humor. But second only to a sense of humor, the ability to laugh at yourself, the ability to welcome criticism from others is the second trait. And that is we all are easily fooled. And the person who can fool us the easily, most easily is us. And our profession as writers, we are liars. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the only true magic. Uh, we have talked civilization into teaching 98% of people to be literate enough to scan with their eyes these squiggles on these pages and to decrypt these incantations that we're the masters of. To decrypt them into star-spanning explosions, deep human insights, and, and, and emotions, and all these things. We're the magicians. We're the reliable, product-delivering magicians. But that makes us liars, and we can fool ourselves. And so the only way you can get product quality control is with criticism. But here's the problem. There's nothing human beings naturally hate more than criticism. <laughs> so you naturally hate and evade the thing that you need the most. So you have to take this hard-nosed attitude of bring it on, bring it on. It's the only way I can get better. Mm -hmm. If your ego is large but confident, then you'll say to criticism, bring it on. Of course I can be even better than I am. <laughs> uh, and if you take that attitude, then you'll get the criticism you need. You'll do the workshops nowadays online. There are all these wonderful workshops. Uh, Mary will tell you about them, uh, and you can, you can join them, and you can trade things off. We used to have to hunt people down at our level to hold these wonderful workshops. Um, and, and, and that is the key thing. You get better if you treat it as craft, but you don't ever let it squish that corner of your brain, which is the mad, creative, genius, artist, wizard. That part must never be crushed by the criticism. You have to build this adult, sane, professional um, editor inside your own mind who takes the criticism. And every morning, you sit down at the word processor, and that editor sighs and says, oh, God, what did the genius do last night? And, and, and has to just groan and go through fixing and tidying and, and, and editing and getting criticism for this wonderful stuff that's created by this mad genius. And you preserve that mad genius. And you give that mad genius the night. One of the things that I was curious about as you were talking was you said, you know, um, you, you talked about the importance of criticism and the difficulty of finding people. And I'm wondering, you know, do you use the same readers? Like, how? What is your process for getting criticism and feedback? Because well, I, I use beta readers. Um, I use actually alpha readers and then beta readers. Absolutely. Uh, I I don't use very few of the readers. I think at the back of my books now are the same. Partly because my life has moved on. I get a lot of them off of my blog, contrary to Bryn, and sometimes I've simply moved on beyond them. But I'm one of the only authors at my level who you'll see that who has 40 or 50 names at the back of every book. Because I consider that a sign that I'm challenging myself. Mm. Uh, I, I'm trying new things. And I, know, I can't count the number of authors I know who stopped getting the feedback after they told them, they looked in the mirror and they said, I'm a professional writer. Well, I know I need it more than most people. A, because I'm constantly taking on challenges, things I've never done before, but B, because with an ego my size, 
my God, <laughs> I, need, I, I need it. Unfortunately, I married a woman who is quite capable of stoking my frail male ego when it needs it, but also putting the dampers on. <laughs> when it, so in any event, uh, next. Hey, writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all, think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Uh, so well, let, let's, we're actually going to stop right here and talk about our book of the week, which is one of yours. Tell us about oh, it. Oh, well, um, Star Tide Rising is offered on, on a wonderful uh, Audible um, uh, recorded uh, recorded books um, uh, basis. By the way, my neighbor in my neighborhood, Richard Dreyfus, has offered to read my next novel. Ooh, Ooh. That'll be cool. That's exciting. Um, but uh, Starlight nice Rising drop. was my second <laughs> novel, and it really, really boosted my career. I mean, what do you expect something to do when it wins the Nebula, the Hugo, the Campbell, and all the awards? I, for a little while, there was the hot young. I'm told it's G-rated here. I was the hot young guy in science fiction <laughs> for a while. Um, and hence, hence now the ego that you were just talking about. <laughs> exactly. And it, it, um, it's basically dolphins in space. I mean, who could, who could, who could resist dolphins in space? It's, it's got its serious aspect. I go into the biology, the ethos of dolphins. I try to fabulate. I knew a lot of the researchers in, in, in the field. I try to fabulate what their character might be like if they were given speech technological abilities, just boosted up that last little bit called uplift. 
And so Starthide Rising follows the adventures of 150 dolphins who have been given their own ship, uh, plus seven human advisors and one chimpanzee for comic relief. <laughs> and they get into a lot of trouble. And I've been told it's poetical, that it's nicely written, but that it's a rip snorting, you know, adventure read. I, I'm going to back him up on that because I, I, it is one of my favorite books. Fantastic. Cool. And you can get a free audiobook of it by uh, going to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse, signing up for a free trial membership, and then you get a free book. So there you go. Star Tide Rising by David Brin. Now let's get back to talking about criticism. Uh, where are some of the places that our listeners can go as they seek criticism for their work? Well, there's, there's uh, let's see now, there's um, fan fiction, of course. You can publish your own works and, in, mm -hmm. and get feedback. There are some of the more organized sites like Critters. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I haven't used either of these. Uh, I'm a little bit too busy, and I have my own coterie of fans. I don't have to spend my turn in the barrel, so to speak although there are some cryptic ways I will not announce that I, I wind up doing about 40 reads of young authors every year. Um, they have to go through a little bit of a process, but I feel I owe it mm. to pay forward, um, whether or not this is what most authors do. You can uh, find them. Do you mind yeah, if I jump ahead, in? Please, Since me. being a, a younger author, I've had to... And Younger, I mean, more career. Recently, yes. You know the tech stuff. Yes. Um, so uh, there's Critters is is a great resource. There's also um, Hat Rack River, um, and then um, NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, mm -hmm. is a great way to meet a lot of other writers. My daughter did this. You have to within one month write a forty thousand word novel. Mm -hmm. Boy, she did it. It's uh, actually fifty thousand words, oh, but for adults, they yeah. They, but they it's break only it two thousand words a day. It's not that big. Of a <laughs> Well, I have done that. When I did the um, last Isaac Asimov novel, uh, his, 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 his widow, um, Janet, was very kind and said that I, of all the people who channeled Isaac, mine was the closest to his. Aww. And that was very sweet of her. But when I did that, I was writing that kind of amount per day. And so I'm going to try. But that, that's beside the point. The fact is that that you go to these sites, you can find them online, you find the community, you, 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 you write to some of your favorite authors, uh, and you can find the ways of doing the criticism. Uh, a, a couple of the other pieces of advice that I've had, uh, um, I talked about uh, uh, writing a, a detective story. Here's another. You want to write like X in a certain way. You want to write dialogue like this, person whose dialogue brought you to tears. You want to write the, the absolute quintessential best thing about Robert Heinlein was the first 10 pages of any of his books because he would bring you into the world assuming the assumptions of the character who you're writing along with. And so you learn point of view. Mm -hmm. And he explains nothing that the character doesn't glance at or comment sourly about how that unit isn't working and you learn about it just by passing. If you want to learn how to do these things, here's the trick. Don't study and read those passages. Because you remember when I said, it, you're a magician. These are incantations. If you read these passages by a master who you enjoyed, the incantation will take effect in your brain. And you'll feel the deep human insights. You'll cry. And you won't notice how she did it. 
I'm going to take exception to that because I do exactly the opposite thing. You you do read absolutely because okay. I'm writing uh, I'm writing Jane Austen style, so I will actually actively read before writing, and I, I actually think of it. And you're going to laugh. I think of it as uplift, because <laughs> I think of it as a as a brain patch. It's because I pick up the rhythms, and that becomes part of the way I'm thinking. Then now, my already great respect for you went up, but I think you <laughs> missed the point. You are able to turn off the incantation or tune down the incantation response in your brain and look at where she put the comma. But most people can't, and so my advice is take that scene mm -hmm. that made you cry and retype it. And that way it's going through a different part of your brain and it's ah. going through the fingers. And I have had response from many people who have said, ah, that enabled me to step back just enough so I could see the incantatory process of the black squiggles that yeah. she made. You can't see me on the radio nodding a lot. I thought yeah. you were going with a different, to a different place when you were saying don't read the... <laughs> uh, um, because I completely agree with you on the, uh, the typing because I, I did, I sat down and rekeyed some Austin before I started. Oh. So. Yeah, you, you, so you're both in perfect agreement. But it, it's an art. Despite our art. Yeah, um, in, in yeah. art school, that, that used to be the way you, you learned the great masters, is you copied them. And part of the reason is so that you, you don't, you're only having to deal with one aspect. You know, you, you aren't having to try to juggle and everything all at the same time. Don't worry about it destroying your creativity for crying out loud. If you've got creativity, you'll learn their techniques and then you won't repeat their mistakes. The fundamental premise of science fiction as opposed to fantasy is the notion that children can learn from the mistakes of their parents. Not that they will. That's why science fiction tragedies like On the Beach and Soylent Green are so fabulous, 1984, because it didn't have to happen. Mm -hmm. So. If you are creative, go ahead and copy some scenes. Go ahead and, and crib and wince about it when you do your second or your third or your fourth novel and, and think, I, I was copying or cribbing too much. Uh, because you are, will stand on the shoulders of the giants you admire. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, this became really clear to me when I was in, um, in puppet theater and I was in a production of Wizard of Oz. And they were doing a uh, they were doing a broadcast on the you know big screen of the original film, and uh, the rest of the cast members were going, oh no no I don't want to go I don't want to accidentally pick up anything you know I want to have my own unique performance I'm like oh yeah wait a minute I'm playing Toto actually <laughs> picking up picking up the details from the dog would probably be useful for me. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize, it's like, you know, the thing that happens when you pick things up is that you, you are influenced by those things that you admire. And why wouldn't you want that uplift? Why wouldn't you want that patch on your own and writing and abilities? It, but, you know, I, I, I have some sympathy for people who take that point of view. You have to believe that you can stand on those shoulders and do something new. In which case, by all means, imbue yourself in the past. Rent the wonderful 1930s uh, sci-fi film, Things to Come, for heaven's sake, and see how really clever they were. Mm -hmm. Because if you really are brash, if you're brash and creative, all it will do is make you more creative. Yeah, and this, 
this I think brings us back around to the notion of, of criticism is because you know, once you've done these things, having someone who can stand outside that process and look at you and tell you, okay, that's lovely, but do you realize what you've done? Do you realize that you've just copied down a scene exactly? <laughs> You're like, oh. You know, or, or say someone who is very familiar with the topic, but having someone to check you after you've done the incantations, I think is incredibly valuable. Absolutely, Mary. Okay. And it's been, it's been an honor um, being here with you too. You're doing wonderful work and helping some of these wonderful new writers out there. The problem they have getting published today is that we are in a civilization that has empowered so many brilliant minds. You know, so there's good news. You know, we're listening. Yeah. Mm. The bad news, there are so many of you. <laughs> yeah, that, that. It's true. All right, we want to uh, give our listeners a writing prompt before we finish. David, do you have a writing prompt for them? Oh, well, you know, a lot of writing comes from dreams. So what if, what if dreams became so much more vivid that when people woke up in the morning for an hour, they couldn't tell the difference? You know, what if you're in that world where you basically had to mechanically lock your door with a, with a, with a lock that you had to keep poking at for an hour after you woke up in order to not go out there and assume you had the superpowers that you just dreamt? but how creative people might. Now, I just thought of that in real time as you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> that so, sounds very cool. I'm like, uh, it might I, make I would read that, so in you fact, guys, please go write it. Please don't promote that. Please don't broadcast that. I'm going to use it. All right, well, you'll have to work fast, David, right. to beat our, re our listeners to the punch. <laughs> All right, listeners, you've got it. You're in a race with David Brin now. You are out of excuses. Now go write. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.